You have reached Antioch Speak. <laughs> Live reporting from my, my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So you have a covenant that God makes with King David that there would be a king that would reign on his throne forever. Somewhere along the line, people have taken women, honor men, and, you know, obeying men and has twisted it to such a distorted thing that women don't have as much value. In um, she said she, was, she wasn't having a, a panic attack over something bad that happened. She was freaking out because, like, God spoke to her. And um, the Lord told her, I had a vision of me standing before a crowd and preaching the gospel to a bunch of people and people getting saved. Success, like thinking that success will fulfill the emptiness in you and success will make you feel worthy and it will give you worth and in, in a sense like I believe God wants us to be successful but success doesn't mean money, it doesn't mean women or men or designer bags or billion dollar homes or you know a bunch of zeros in your bank account because people can say oh I serve a church but they can serve it without having their heart in it they can serve it for the image of serving a church there's a difference between I've learned over between watching my parents serve watching other people serve and just serving in different churches and in different environments that it's a lot to do with the heart of the person and how they come off and how they serve. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there. Okay. Um, Antioch Speaks is back. Uh, obviously, this is still season two. And I haven't been doing a lot of work. Logan and I, before Christmas, spent some time doing daily devotionals, which I really thought we were going to keep doing, but now we're getting lazy. Um, it is fasting season, so we're fighting every day out of just being, you know, irritated and lethargic because we're not getting nutrients. But praise God, because I've been seeing all kinds of miracles. Yeah. Uh, one miracle that I want to testify is that Chelsea has <laughs> joined me to make a podcast Say hi. Hi. Um, Chelsea's been a friend of Antioch Speaks for a long time, and uh, she has a lot of good insight on different uh, scriptural topics. And tonight we have decided that we were going to do a pretty hard-hitting topic, something that's controversial. So if at any point you disagree with what we're saying, you can visit AntiochSpeaks.com and click the link and email me, and I will get back to you, mention you, anything like that. Another thing I would like to talk about before we start is giving. Um, I think giving is important. I think if you like something, if it is a, a home for you to go, if there's a building there for you, if there's a band who spends tens of thousands of dollars to make music for you, that you should support it. Um, one of my go-tos is obviously the Bible suggests a tithe or commands a tithe, depending on who you are. Um, that's 10% of your income. I would give that to a home church that I belong to. But also if I just go visit another church because there's a, a speaker I like or something like that, I'll throw what I think the ticket might cost in the bucket. So if I think it would cost me and my date 65 bucks each, I'll throw 130 bucks. So I don't know, you know, just think about it. And if you like this podcast, then I encourage you to give. Also, AntiochSpeaks.com. You can find all that kind of stuff. Um, to give there or just interact with us or find out what we are all about. Um, so Chelsea, I'm so glad you're here. And I really like the topic. Before we started recording, 
we spoke a little bit about a topic that I've struggled with in the last couple of three years. And I would say five years ago, it didn't bother me at all because I brushed it off. And that is um, our superpowered, Holy Spirit filled Christians who you can't have any kind of real problem with them mm-hmm. because you're not speaking life. So I guess a good example from my end would be if you're, you know, you make $3,500 a month and your mortgage is $1,200 and you got a car payment of $300 and you spend $200 a week on groceries and you spend $65 a week on gas and you take a pay cut. I'm not talking about you coming up to your Christian friend and saying, I'm worried I'm going to get a pay cut. I understand that is, yeah. you know, not speaking life. But you come to your Christian Bible study and you announce to the group, guys, will you pray for me? It seems, you know, I, I have taken a pay cut and now I'm going to have to eat less groceries or maybe get a different car or, you know, I've got to make some life changes. And they say, oh, no, no, no. Well, and it's like, no, yeah, I have actually taken the pay cut. Yeah. Um, and, it, and we're just, you know, again, we're not trying to attack other Christians. Mm-mm. We just want to talk about the struggle of, because both, you know, I, if, is it okay if I kind of talk about you personally? Yeah, yeah. We're both in recovery. Mm-hmm. And when you go into a recovery group and say, guys, I've taken a pay cut, you get a whole room of men and women going, I took a pay cut once. This mm-hmm. is how I dealt with the pay yeah, cut. And yeah. maybe you, you should think about your future next time when you do get this situation. You know, and you get advice that's mm-hmm. um, not necessarily religious, which is another struggle we both had, mm-hmm. is we're trying to make sure that um, we serve our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's, it's a rough road in recovery where everybody's atheist and agnostic and Buddhist and all that kind of stuff and you're trying to you know, so there's a crossover. Yeah Um, And just recently I ran into somebody when we did your husband's chip I ran into a guy at the meeting there and he said to me, you know I'm trying to plug into church and it's so hard and I guarantee I got his phone number I haven't really plugged into him, you know other than the text here and there But I guarantee if I get an opportunity to sit down and talk with him This topic is gonna be one of them. Yeah, where he's up there, you know helping people park and he's serving and he talks to one of his Christian brothers and says, you know, I think, you know, my wife is not attracted to me. Speak life. Yeah. But it just is, you know, okay. But Yeah, this is such a good topic to talk about. Because, it, you know, and when you were just saying that, it, it's like it completely invalidates the feelings you have and the things that you're going through. And it's like almost, it, to me, it feels like it's like, are you trying to like brainwash me? Like, what are you doing? Like, gaslight. this is li- or gaslight. gaslight. Yeah, yeah, it like, is. Like I never thought about that. I'm yeah. going through something and you're completely negating it. And yes, yeah, speak life. And I do believe in the power of the tongue. Like, I'm not negating biblical truth, but to, you know, say it in a way that it's like, disregarding everything that somebody's going through or feeling like I couldn't imagine doing that to somebody. If somebody came up to me and said, you know, they're struggling with this or their husband's cheating on them or they can't stop drinking or whatever the case is, I'm not going to respond and say, speak life. You know, yeah. it's like, that's not what they need in that moment. So that's just kind of, I don't know. Where I was yeah, just- totally. And when you were, when you were talking about your example, I it gave a picture of me because I served a church and it was a 30 something single group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with men and women that are single, they've gotten hardships, mm-hmm. um, divorce, and they've, they're raising kids. Some of them, some of them might be uh, co-parenting and trying to figure that whole thing out, which is really rough. And they're going to say things like that. 
they're going to say, you know, my wife doesn't let me get my kids on the court ordered weekends, or my husband is still seeing the woman he cheated on me with and caused a divorce. And I don't like leaving my kids with her. And you can't just yell, speak life in their face when they're talking about a real issue. Did they do it to themselves? Okay, that's fine. But the Bible says they're forgiven for that. So we, I don't think that I can sit and just keep going, speak life, speak life. It's your own fault. You know, you yeah. gotta say number one. You gotta listen to people. Yeah, like, and it's funny. You're, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, it's good. I was thinking about this thing. So a few days ago, um, I was sharing this with you. How I had shared something with someone, and I felt like I was just saying disregarded. But the quote that I just saw a few days ago on Facebook, it said, shame dies when things are shared in safe places. I believe in that. And it's so true. And it's like, if what if someone is struggling with like, whatever there is, it could even be just be shame that they're struggling with. And you come, they come to talk to you and you say, oh, no, 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 speak life. Like I rebuke that and you know, whatever. And it's like, they're continuing to live in that shame or that guilt or, or whatever it is. It's like, it's not giving people room to confess to confess oh that's good and confession is our that's our that's your breakthrough yeah confession and being honest about your situation that's how you overcome the devil it literally says you overcome the devil and the power of the devil by your testimony yep and so this brought up another topic so i was giving recovery a total um um, break right at the beginning i'm like oh recovery does everything right and christianity does it wrong but if you think about it Two years in my recovery, I'm coming home from my new job. I'm making like 16000 a year or something like that, which was much better than my last day out, right? Mm-hmm. But it was not, yeah. it's not good enough to yeah. support anything. And um, I had gotten a check, and they had given me a bonus because I would gotten some sales, of the, and, and the, the customer had finally paid. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there, and so if you're living on 16000 and you're making like five fifty a week, and you get a bonus of $800, you just you know ran a jackpot especially yeah. if you've been working two jobs to make 700 bucks yeah. and you made 1350 this week so i'm sitting at this light and i'm looking up and they've got a fifth of jack on a on a liquor store advertisement for 35.95 or yeah. whatever the number was back yeah. then you know maybe that's a good price now but back i don't i don't yeah. know but because yeah. that was a long time ago for yeah. me. but i i looked at it and i thought man that w- i could do that I've got some money in my pocket. I could yeah. relapse right now. Yeah. It's probably not going to kill me. No yeah. one would really know. Yep. I can just throw a couple back. I'll take two shots, smoke a cigar, because I smoked cigars and cigarettes back then. Yeah. I'll smoke a cigar, have a couple shots. I'll have a, you know, a fifth of bourbon for a while, mm. and, and it'll go down warm. And it'll feel, you know, and I obsessed, mm. and I, yeah. let, I didn't stop. Yeah. Praise God, I didn't stop at the liquor store, but I, I obsessed. I drove mm-hmm. all the way, my 35 minute in traffic going, Man, it would be so nice to have some liquor. Yeah. So I go to a meeting because I was at the time I was going to a meeting every day. I get to the meeting. Um, I, the topic was probably not that. It was probably like the daily thing or whatever. And you know they go around for like 10, 15 minutes, and I raise my hand and I said, "Look, man, I'm Brent and I'm alcoholic. And today I'm obsessed. Obsessed though. I'm all the way here to this meeting. Like I've been obsessing about drinking. Mm-hmm. After that, seven or eight people came up to me like I've completely lost it. And I felt for an for we went to Waffle House to eat. I felt shame from some of my friends I've known for two years in this oh, yeah. because I had a a temptation. Yeah. Are you telling me that you guys are all above that? It yeah. never goes through your mind. Yeah. You never have a using dream. It never. You never think. And and they did this to me, and it made me feel for months, Chelsea, that 
I can't tell you. Yeah. Because you're just going to kick my butt that my yeah. program's messed up, that I'm not spiritually fit, that I shouldn't share for a while. I need to start over again. I need to, and, yeah. and everybody's calling me going, did you drink? Did you drink? And it's mm-hmm. like shame. It's like, yeah. And, and I think Christians it, do it. And it also creates, because I've had that happen before. And this is in terms of recovery, but it, it creates this almost like paranoia. Like, do they think I'm using? Do they think I'm getting high? Do they think I'm not sober? You know, like, yeah. and you can feel like you have to prove that you're sober. It's just this weird thing. Yeah, I totally. And recovery does that. that too. If you switch meetings, if you yeah. move, all of a sudden you're high. Yes, you're, that's I, happened to look, us. Look, man, I got a promotion and I moved mm-hmm. to Buckhead. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you think I moved to Buckhead to do cocaine. Yeah. My life is better. And yeah. it's, it's a shame thing. Yeah. And I don't know why. Uh, Christians do it, and I don't know why recovery people do it, but it is it is synonymous with yeah. both groups. They yeah. both shame you, and it makes you afraid yeah. to say the truth. Yeah, and it we sure shouldn't. Does. We we always have to say how we you know what is really going on. Yeah. So I think the point you want to go, you want to add, you got anything to say? I, so the point I think that we're both trying to make is number one, listen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that I, I love so much about recovery groups and CR and share groups is you're not here to fix me. Yeah. So let me rant and rave about wanting to drink or losing my job or feeling sick. You know, because I do think when people say I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting sick, I do feel like, oh, hey, speak a lot. Like, I, yeah, there are times where I'm yeah, like, yeah, Whoa, no, you know? absolutely. I agree. But if someone says to you, you know, my wife's not being intimate with me. Listen. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And just let them, because this is a time where, you know what, telling them to lose weight is not going to work. This is a time where telling them, you know, don't shave, you know, leave a five o'clock shadow. Maybe she'll be, that advice doesn't work. If you've been married 12 years and all of a sudden your, your spouse isn't intimate with you anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no way to talk someone down from that. In fact, I think anybody who is, has been married for a long time knows that's a season. Yeah. There's ebbs and flows. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. And I think that's, you know, it's the case with our jobs. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, I've never been more comfortable. Yeah. I don't want anything to happen. And yeah. I know you've made some crazy decisions <laughs> over the last year. And Trey, I yeah. mean, you guys have um, put all of the chips on the table and said, okay, yeah. Lord, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you have an insecure moment or he has an insecure moment, the last thing you need me to say is speak life but see i i can say i'm i can be guilty of that especially with trey um when he's talking about our finances and he gets a little too squirrely about it i'm like don't speak that over that i rebuke you in jesus name <laughs> like we're not going broke <laughs> yeah we're gonna win this is gonna yes. work <laughs> yes so i do and i do think there's there's times for it yeah there's times but it's really and and again probably us listening like mm-hmm. sitting back and hearing the, the other Christian person finish their their worry, their anxious. You know, it's funny too because we were t- I was talking about anxiety. And I'm becoming a real holy roller. I'm telling you. <laughs> and it's so funny because on some areas I'm completely not. Yeah. Okay. Which I think one of the examples we were using before we started is I said, I will never say, if we're talking about you and you come in the room, I will never go speak of the devil anymore. Yeah. But I will still say devil's advocate or mm-hmm. deviled eggs. It's, it's like this weird, I'm picking. <laughs> Redeemed eggs. Choosing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking and choosing like where I'm going to be holy. Yeah. And um, one of the, mo- the biggest topics, and I really, you know, Trey had mentioned that he is willing to do this with me, yeah. is The Chosen. Do you watch it? So, are we going there? <laughs> yeah, just for, let's, just, let's just pause here for, for me to make a point. I have a point. 
Okay. We don't have to delve I mean, into I, I want, all the actors in Utah and I Texas. I mean, we can. I'm not I love, against I it. Want, I want to watch episodes <laughs> and go, that's Mormon. No, yeah, no. yeah. No, I, I watched um, all of season one and two, and I watched the first episode, I think, of season three. I haven't watched did it. You go, so did, did you see how much they made at the theater? It's $10 mm-hmm. million dollars they made. Oh, my the gosh. It's amazing money. That's they're, they're the big crazy. players now. You know what yeah. Kanye West was saying? I don't agree with this. I just want to start. I'm not anti-Semitic. I love Jewish people. Yeah. I've never been to Hollywood. I don't know what these people are talking about. Yeah. I have no you know, foil cap. But uh, Kanye would say that now The Chosen is on its way to Jewish control in yeah. Hollywood because it's, it's a big player Well, now. you know what I sent you the other day? We can tell everybody about that, <laughs> that the actor of Jesus is a... Um, into Freemasonry. I mean, that is. That's is that like, what? It, I don't even know what it. So my best friend's dad is a Freemason. It's like. Satanic. And we've made fun since I was 18 years old. He's yeah. been a Freemason since we were kids. Okay. Yeah. And we'd smoke pot in the basement and go. You know what does your dad do? Like, because at 9:30 we'd be downstairs smoking weed, just goofing off, and his dad would go get in his truck and leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your mom's not mad or anything. He's like, no, he's going to one of the Mason meetings. Oh wow. And I was like, what do they do there? Do they like? cook puppies in a basement somewhere like I don't know. And he's like no man they, they pick up trash and they mow lawns and they paint people's houses and they yeah. they care for the community so i don't really know anything about freemasonry yeah. at all i know that there's levels to it i didn't know that the shriner dudes that wear yeah, hats on new. the road or i didn't know that they were in the freemason and i've given money and i was repenting right. Again, i'm like we're, Lord. we're not coming for the jews <laughs> we're not coming that. for the, the <laughs> yeah. shriners yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just write me an email <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make so many people mad. Yeah, don't. If you're mad at us, just write us a check for five bucks and, yeah. and, and send us an email. Just pay us. <laughs> Help support this. No, and I think so. They made a lot of money, and and the point I'm trying to make is, I will literally watch Die Hard on Christmas. Yeah, I'm a secular guy, y'all. Well, I, I don't. But the cho- I I don't I have no interest. In I don't think that things. your issue with the chosen is wrong. You and and I don't think that that comparing it to Die Hard is really. Yeah, you like your secular show. That's okay. You're up and anybody can watch that. You know, whatever. That's whatever. But you're upset about um, something that's supposed to be biblical and about Christ and it having these weird sketchy things going on. So I don't think that you're wrong. And again, that's a, that. Trey would opinions. disagree, but right. well, and, and I think, and I think Trey is somewhat like this, but Mitt Romney ran for president. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Republicans, he was a, a Republican candidate. The Republicans called him a Mormon. They mm-hmm. made fun of him being a Mormon on Saturday night live. And all of the Christian community said, so what? It's the same Christ. Okay. That's your opinion. I know it's not. So it's, yeah. it's a conviction for me, and and you know, if you're if you're into the chosen, that's cool. But for me, it's equal to a Scientologist person chiming in on Jesus' yeah. life, or a Muslim, which I know, I, I really don't know at this point. Some of these chosen fans like it more than the Bible. Some of yeah, the chosen I've, fans I've like Dallas Jenkins yeah. more. Yeah, than, you know. Well, Moses. because they're like <laughs> visual learners, which that's totally okay. But you can't watch something that's supposed to be based on biblical truth and not have biblical knowledge, and expect to get like the same results from the show versus the Bible. Totally. You know, yeah. so that's and a major major saying, issue. Oh, the chosen saved my life. I, I, you know, it's like, well, Jesus saved mine, yeah. and that's the type of holy roly things I find myself saying. Chelsea yeah. is well. Oh, really? It did? Well, Christ saved my, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, it's just yeah. where I'm at. And, and so my daughter jumps in the truck with me and I'm taking her to dinner 
And she says, you know, this bird, uh, a Georgia thrasher, a brown oh, thrasher. Oh, we're going here, Brent. Came, came to the window. <laughs> at, at, you know, she's got a little job. And, and yeah. you know, she says, it came to the window. And I just knew it was Nick's dad communicating with me. And I said, well, you know, and I tried. I, I felt everything in me, like, mm-hmm. took over as if she was an adult. And yeah. I said, you know, sweetheart, Georgia thrashers are the state bird. So you're going to see a lot of those. Like, Georgia's known for those. And yeah. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know. But I saw another one, and I knew it was my cousin Carrie. And it was like, and it, so it ate me a lot. Yeah. Uh, holy roller. I wanted yeah. to go, that's necromancing. And yeah. the dead's not talking to you. And I yeah. wanted to do this whole thing. Um, if people talk about, I'm, oh, you know, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a Leo. Like, I want to go in on these yeah, people. Yeah, no, like, I'm totally with you it's there. It's a whole new level. I'm like, totally, I've, I'm I not, don't, I don't love that 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 holy roller thing, bro. You're not a holy roller. I'm, That's I'm telling like you, I've turned into something stuff. different. Like, I'm looking but at Logan, so... and I, his friend was here from out of town. He hadn't seen him in a long time. Yeah. And we were talking about righteous living and sinning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Logan just sits in front of worships football all day. <laughs> I said that to Trey. I told Trey <laughs> that he's making football an idol. Yeah. He's like, he's like, hey man, you want to go to the remnant rally? No, I'm watching sports. Like, yeah, you know, it's a holy roller thing. That's a good these. topic thing to talk about though, because sometimes I feel like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm overdoing it. Like when I, because I've said I, that it's to all Trey, I do, man. and Trey's like, you're that Christian, and I'm like, what? I'm just standing <laughs> on biblical truth, bro. Like, well, no, you're just like, offended. Trey, and Brent said it. Trey, like, yeah, poor Trey, like, he's, he's like, oh man, you know, I'm trying to get this thing, but you know, people come at me, and and I get it. I'm, yeah, I'm not turning into one of those people now. Like, yeah. But I'm not. Yeah, because I don't think that you've I'm, always been. The things that you're do, starting to talk about now, I'm like, Brent did not used to think this. Like, thank you, Jesus. Do, yeah, <laughs> seriously. you Because you know the Lord's been working on me. And yeah. I will say this again, and I always say it. Mm-hmm. I am a recovering drug addict. Mm-hmm. I am a recovering alcoholic. But you and I got into the biggest argument because you also made a flip. Mm-hmm. And, and how long have you been sober? Um, Four years in April. So how long have you been saying that you're not an addict anymore? I didn't do that from the get-go. No way. For real? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, really when you didn't. worked at CBO, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't. We would have had the same argument then. If yeah, we, we totally would have. And I would have cried because you made it. me cry. But do we don't remember, have to go there. Dude, this, this just made me think. Do you remember our first conversation? I don't want to talk about anything to do with CBO and work. For real? Do you remember the first one? It was, uh, it was homosexuality. Was it? Yeah. <gasps> yes. And you, are we going there? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to say this. I've changed. Yeah, because you told me something about. Can I say share that on here? Absolutely. Okay. Just, you know, because you no had shared. Names. Yeah, I don't even remember who it was. You said some church that you were going to, and I had like just met you, and I'm like, this man is crazy. Dude, <laughs> but that's you not said, what you said to my face. I know, but that's what I was thinking. You're like, oh, I still, your I, still, though. I, I love your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is in a lot of ways, but this one thing, I was like, whoa, Brent. Um. You had shared that you were at church and somebody was praying in tongues and an interpreter had said, and I think that was what you were basing your stance well, I didn't know, no, on homosexuality I didn't know that person. So that was a hearsay story. Oh. So, but this story is good and I like sharing it. Okay. Yeah. So there, there was a group of people in a small group, men. It was mm-hmm. a, a men's small group and they were growing in their spirituality, reading the Bibles, learning about spiritual gifts, prophecy, all the things we're doing. We, yeah. you, you know, you and I are walking out these same things right now. Yeah. And he... Uh, was a homosexual, evidently, okay? Uh, probably seven, eight, 17, 18 years old, some, somewhere around the teenage years. 
And he claimed that in a service, he started speaking tongues and that the Lord told him to let the whole church know he was gay and that he was a gay Christian and he was going to serve Christ as a homosexual. Mm. That was that story. But mm. the story I told you that hurt me the most was the judgment part. Mm-hmm. At another church I belonged to in a Sunday school, someone came at me when I was reading. We were, we were studying Galatians. And they came at me and asked me, can we just sin and do whatever we want? And I said, if you finish the book of Galatians, it doesn't say anything like that at all. But you've got to push through chapter 3 because there is, if you, if you just cherry pick scripture, we yeah. manipulate people. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what happens. But I, I, you know, I was like, I said, you know what? And I shut the Bible and I said, if you want to ask me my personal opinion though, let's talk about my personal opinion. And she said to me, uh, what do you think about homosexuality and serving in the church? And I said, that's an equal topic as divorced people. Yeah. That's what I said. Divorced people shouldn't be serving. They're, they're not allowed to serve. So neither should be homosexuals. I think she took it as homosexuals are the same as divorced. Mm-hmm. And it went backwards. Mm-hmm. They, asked me to, they, they asked me to leave the class about two weeks after that, which mm. I've always believed is because I compared divorced people to homosexuals. Mm-hmm. That's what led you and I to talk about them being born homosexual or not. And at the oh, time, yeah, you did. I don't know where was. you are today, but at the time, you didn't. You didn't believe homosexuals were born. No, homosexual. I still don't. Right. So you're still on the same thing. Yeah. At the time, I told you emphatically. <laughs> Remember, I was like, dude, at what point yeah, can you yeah. choose this? I, I was in fifth grade when I thought Miss Dixon's boobs were awesome. <laughs> I didn't make that decision. That didn't like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't go. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, women are hard to talk to, so I choose boys. That yeah. never, yeah, I couldn't do it. And I told you an illustration. Do you remember the illustration? No. What if you were born in a oh, yeah. homosexual society? Yeah, like every, I remember you had this. Two moms, and you were born a male, and you were expected to marry a male, but you weren't attracted to males. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Now I could understand. You go to church, and you like girls. But the whole world is supposed to be guy for guy. So your church says, if you like girls, it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And they lay hands on you, if, you, if you're honest. Because we all know, I think, homosexuals in church are not honest. Mm-mm. And I have, I, I can go on a whole other uh, thing. Tangent. To, yeah, yeah, I have another, oh my gosh. But if that was your world, do you think you could marry a woman and be happy? In your well, current heterosexual state. Well, obviously not, but that's just not going to... Could you pray off the hetero, Chelsea? Tell me, could you pray off the hetero? I mean, this all comes back to, like, what is the bi- like biblical things? Like, Lord, make me like women. It couldn't happen. I, but, but, okay, happen. okay, so for you, for instance. So, and this is kind of what I said about whenever we got into that big to-do. I don't think it was an argument. I think we were just both passionate about where we stood on the... I'm an alcoholic, I'm a grateful believer of Jesus Christ, when in recovery meetings. Um, and, oh God, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Okay, while so you're good. taking this, while you're trying to gather your thoughts, okay. I just want to say, if anybody complains about this, know that they listen to us for a whole 20 minutes, so we've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> if someone pulls you aside at church, this is, goes, this is, I remember. that's your stance on gay? Like, I remember. Like, hey, you oh God, I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> Me, someone told me someone was like i like your podcast but at the end it just stops like i didn't yeah. i didn't know you were ending yeah. and i walked away going they listened to the whole thing yeah yeah that's good <laughs> that's a win okay but what i was thinking of was um 
So when we had gotten into that big to-do about that, um, I compared it, and I don't think I compared it like this with you. I think I was talking to Trey after, or somebody after, and I was comparing it to someone. It, it, I, can, I also sort of look at addiction as sin, I mean, in a way. Totally. And so I looked at it more like, okay, if someone came into the church, they were gay, they were delivered, they the Lord did the work in them and changed them, changed the desires of their hearts, and they lived in, in a new creation, a new life, like the Bible says, they're not going to walk around saying, hey, I'm gay. You know, they're not going to go and, like, referring to themselves as their past sin. And so that, I don't know why we brought that up. They but, totally like, do, though. No, they every, don't. Every single redeemed homosexual goes... I was gay. Oh, well, they Yeah, like they all... They're just Paul, excited. Paul wore it. Paul wore it yeah. on him, like, that he murdered Christians. Like, they all... Yeah. Every, but we do that. Testimony, we it's do your that. Testimony. Yeah, that's a good I'm a drug addict. But, but there's a dip, but, You put a little, a little hydrocodone in my drink tonight, <laughs> I'm going to be fired but up. There's do a not difference do it. In, there's a difference in, like, sharing, like, your testimony... And and being excited about what the Lord did and referring to yourself as that but sin, it's really like just just like it's different. It's bro. not. It's really it's different. It's just it's just <laughs> your personal opinion. Like, see, okay, it's like Freemasons. If I don't think Freemasons are bad, but you know how bad they are, my opinion of an actor being a Freemason is going to be different than yours. Mm -hmm. So if you see yourself looking in the mirror and saying, I'm a drug addict, being harmful to your spirituality, then you walk that out. It's but not it's, harmful to it's me. It's good for me. But mine. it brings us it's back. It's kept me sober for a long time. But it brings us back. Are we going down this yeah, road? Like, here's an example. <laughs> if I use, back to the topic. If I relapse, come at me. If I relapse, come to me and go, Brent. I think one of the problems. You might said be, you changed your stance on this, and now you're going back on it. I changed my stance on homosexuality. I'm so still you, a drug addict. I'm a drug addict. Oh God, he's still saying it. Lord you thought that I stopped? Yeah, you said after that argument a few times. You've said like you I really said, helped me. Like oh no no, you misunderstood me. Oh. Christ in the kingdom of heaven is mm -hmm. more important than recovery to yeah. me now. Oh, okay, so you had a, a moment like a and like an epiphany of yeah, like I'm putting yeah. too much. On AA and recovery right. and not my, enough on the Lord. It was my soul. When, the night we had a fight at your house, I realized that. Okay, the night that we had a small discussion. Debate, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, at your house about this topic. And Ariel was there. Who yeah. Was, remember, she was not an addict. And she, she was, was jumping on your bandwagon. Yeah. I realized that you and, and you staying sober and healthy and being happy was more important to me than her seeing us as loving Christians. Yeah. And it changed my life. I left there talking to Ariel as we were walking down the hill going, what Ariel just viewed was two people losing their composure, yeah. if you will, over yeah. something that we could all stay sober and go to hell. Mm. And what, what needs to happen in Brent's life is he needs to be more loving and more considerate that Christ is the bigger picture than recovery. Because I would honestly rather uh, someone die of an overdose and go to heaven than stay sober for 24 years and go to hell. Yeah. So it, 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 I, that's where I changed. And I also changed my respect for you. So when I'm in a room with you now, I am going to change the way I say it like I do. If I go to Alcoholics Anonymous, I don't call myself a drug addict mm -hmm. because they lose their minds. So when I sit with you, I call myself a redeemed Christian. I love the Lord, and he has saved my life. He has changed my brain. 
I no longer obsess about cocaine and, and things like that. I am, I am healed. That's for you. I do that for you. I got that from Romans 14, and I believe it's correct. That's how I should treat you. But it's the truth. The truth is when a guy is one day sober, if I get around a man who's one day sober and he can't see in me that I was just like him, I need to let him know. Well, yeah. Paul did this with he Jews. Can. Paul did this with Gentiles. He said to all of them, I am just like you. I murdered Christians. I yeah. hated the way. Yeah. I do that. When I say I'm a drug addict, I look at them and say, brother, I, there goes me. One hit and I'm living like you. Yeah. One hit. Well, I completely agree with that. Um, I just struggle with speaking addiction over myself. So it's bringing us back to the original topic, the million we've had, but the original one about speaking life and the, the, the way the church is. I am full on, like, I'm not going to speak it over myself. I don't struggle with it anymore. The, the obsession is lifted. And, and I, I chose just, two roads with that. That night I chose to tell you. That's a, that's a mistake. Like, be careful. Why yeah, you like you okay. looked at me like like I was just saying, like, like you were scared that I was yeah, going right. to use. And so I, I chose two things. Number one, that is accurate. Yeah. If that is, a, if that is something that causes you to stumble, I need to back off and, and let you handle your recovery your way. Mm-hmm. And if you ever relapse, I might go, hey. You think, I, you know what hold on, so if I, I relapse, would you say, Chelsea, it's because you weren't calling yourself no, an I, addict? I, not, not, that, <laughs> that can't be the only reason. It can't ever be the only reason, but yeah. I might add. The other thing I ask, six years from now, Yeah. Okay. This I'm about to speak life. So if you're still Come tuned on. in, 31 minutes in, you're still tuned in, I'm going to say two things. Number one, Chelsea owns Spirit-Led Customs. Printing She's, and embroidery. You can find us online. <laughs> tell all your stuff. Plug your stuff if someone's listened to us this long. Uh, yeah, we do... Um, Businesses, schools, staff, church, um, embroidery, and screen printing. We can do um, any garment. Call us. Do you make? Love you guys. Will you make garments for gay couples? Got it, bro. <laughs> literally, no, for real. Like, let's go there because I've had that. Uh, okay, obviously, from the name, you can tell it's a biblical business. The Lord put spirit-led Galatians five sixteen, the whole thing, on my heart very, very early in my walk. And this business started as just like a fun, like stay-at-home mom, like one to two shirt order with my cricket kind of thing. And it just, the Lord just kept throwing stuff at us, you know, like big agreements with other companies and a free embroidery machine, all this stuff. But it's been a struggle because I'm like, Lord, what do I do if somebody comes to me and they're wanting something that's completely against you, your word? Like, I'm not doing it. I'm just so not. So if I ask for an upside down pentagram. Or it's not happening. A goat. Yeah, I would never do that. I would literally tell them no. <laughs> go to go to this guy this down the road. Is, He'll another, do it for I, you. I have another. I'm going to make a point from this, but I have another view on the homosexual topic. Okay. A lot of us wouldn't really know you were homosexual if you didn't tell us. Like, I'm not homosexual. <laughs> not you, but you know what I'm saying. Someone could come to you and say, "Will you make a cake for Brad and Brad?" <laughs> They don't have to tell you that both of them are gay for each other. Like, Wait, are you asking if I would like make a shirt for, for a somebody company? who's gay? Like, for like a gay strip club, like a like a like an all oh, gay no. club. If would they were a just a gay person a gay that needed like yeah, say their like small you, business, you I would do that. But if I, if I came in and said, I "Listen, I work for Rainbow Smash Club in Atlanta. Will you make me a bunch of security guard yeah, shirts no, for my Rainbow?" I can't do it. I freaking boycotted Blue's Clues for my daughter oh for my this God. stuff. Really? So oh, okay. I, I want to talk about that sometime too. I don't know. Like we're gonna write that down. Okay. So my point is, in five or six years from now, and I'm gonna speak life right now. 
you are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a successful business owner. Um, your net worth may be 10, 20, 100 times more than the average street addict. I receive in. that in the okay. name of Jesus. When they need your I'm going to do help, it. I'm going to be there. They're not going to believe you I'm can not, help them. They're going to look at you like I'm you not, look at no. when you were an addict. Mm-mm. You look at these rich people like they were bad. Mm. You, we all have a season where rich people are bad. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a rich person Listen, one day. I don't care how much money I have. It'll feel so good when that rich woman goes, yes, I own a successful business. Yeah. But I am a recovering drug addict. And I'm okay with saying recovering or okay. recovered. I just, I have an issue with addict. But down the line, if I am, I have never been the type to care about money or wear my money. Like, I just don't, that's just not, I well, like people to. People You guys see me, Watching I wear. Watching parent, people I wear don't think you're an addict. You don't look like an addict as a parent. Yeah, but listen, if somebody came to me and, or I saw someone, like Hope Dealers, for instance. Trey was actually talking about that the other day. Like, you know, Victory Drive doing Hope Dealers. And he was like, well, what are you saying? How do you, I'm like, we can, we have a connection with these people because we live that life and I'm more than willing to walk up to somebody and say and I've done it before I mean I've given a guy on the side of the road $20 and I looked him in his eyes and I said I used to be homeless Jesus delivered me I have a beautiful life today and it's because of him seek him he is the truth he is the way he's life you know ministering to these people and and it's like I can very easily revert back to the person I was and the the things the Lord has delivered me from and I, I, I it's hard to say like that the life I have today, it, that is my, te- that's the testimony of Jesus Christ. Like I, mean, I, I was it. that You're person just, and I'm no day, longer that person. Every day that you don't use, every day that you walk with him, every day that you get a blessing, yeah. you get farther away from people who are walking in the dark, who are using, who are, you know, it, it just is what it is. And that one thing that bridges the gap is your testimony. That's yeah. Yeah. It brings, it, it brings hope. All things to all people. Yeah. Chelsea uses all things to all people. Yeah. Anyway, that was not the point at all, but we went there. We did. And that, I think we did it. We went there show. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we wrapped around the speak life. Yeah. Because like, I do think talking to you and saying, look, you're going to be successful. That's speaking life. It is. You're going to be well. If you're sick, you're going to be well. Yeah. If you're an addict, you're going to get over this. Yeah. If your wife is cheating on you, you're going to make it through. Yeah. With Jesus, we are all going to get through. I think it's easier... If a man comes to me and says, my wife doesn't find me attractive anymore, and I let him finish, what because he wants to say so much more than that. He doesn't just want to say, she doesn't find me attractive. He wants to go on and on about all the different thoughts that he's got in his crazy, squirrely head and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. you know, um, and about how she went through a season and he muscled through and how he deserves more. And if I stop him at any moment to go, speak life, your, yeah. wife's gonna, your, your wife doesn't think you're not attractive. No, that's happening now. The reason yeah. I'm opening up to you is because my wife will not be intimate with me. And yeah. You can't just speak life at me on that. Yeah, yeah. But if I let him finish and say, it will, though. We, we will get through this. Mm-hmm. You hold it down with her. You stay in your marriage. Work out. <laughs> whatever it is, to a limit. This is another topic, too. I got another topic, too, Chelsea. But, you know, I was just thinking while you were saying that, like, like what is the con like what do people take there's so many different contexts people can take of there is power the power of life and death is in the tongue and the way you were just explaining like you you did it twice now how you spoke life over me and then in the example of the man with his wife speaking life into his life 
that I feel is more the way the Lord meant it. Like, it's not this thing where you can just like speak it over just any and anything, everything and expect everything to be beautiful and perfect. Cause that's just not realistic, but to use it in the sense of like speaking into other people's lives and situations, like almost prophesying into their life and situation. I can see that, but it, yeah, it's an issue when people are like not letting you talk about what you're dealing with because you're going to die if you do it. It's and like, as, no, like, that's not how the kingdom works, we dude. We need to talk about what we're dealing with. And I, I just thought about Paul being shipwrecked. Like, yeah. if he had told the other men on the boat, we're not shipwrecked. Speak live. The, the, yeah. the ship's going to make it. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, he wouldn't have led them out of there. He yeah. led them out of there with his whole, if this is our time to go, it'll be better to be with the Lord. It's yeah. not our time to go because we have something to go do. Yeah. And I'm going to end this podcast at 40 minutes. And I okay. think it was success. I think we did a good job. Yeah. You're, are you happy with what yeah. you did? Yeah. I'm going to end this saying, surely you and I will not die. We are going to preach the glory of God. Amen. Do we have a far out mission to go? So yeah. being bankrupt, being uh, shipwrecked, being imprisoned right now is not what's happening. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you've enjoyed that uh, podcast, I'm going to end this the right way because people get mad at me. Cause yeah. Let them know off. it's over. Yeah. Um, www.antiochspeaks.com. Um, if you like it and you want to hear another one, you want to hear Chelsea again, send us some money. Um, <laughs> don't, don't listen to Brent. Buy, I buy mean, shirts from her. Yeah. Um, if you hated it and you never want to hear don't us again, tell me. send us some money and, <laughs> and write us an email. Um, and and uh, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, good time. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining Antioch Speaks on that uh, wonderful adventure, and I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, visit us again uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts and antiochspeaks.com. Send us an email. Get involved. You can be interviewed. You can uh, write a blog. There's a number of different things. We need your help. Thank you so much.